Hey, hey, kids, we're a couple of annoyed Grint Boys, and this is the 138th Simpsons Podcast. That's right. We're the show that explores the animated sitcom The Simpsons from season 11 and beyond. Why 11 and beyond, you ask? Well, we know there are plenty of other podcasts out there that explore the golden age of The Simpsons, seasons 1 through 10. And we want to know if there's anything good in those later seasons, the ones that tend to be forgotten, that do happen to sometimes be up to like 20 years old. I'm half an annoying grunt boy, Steve, and I can't do this on my own, so I need help. So with me, as always, is my other half annoying grunt boy. Craig, but it sounds like uh, maybe you got a cat there maybe engineer Milo is trying to help out i don't know if help is the right word but uh <laughs> he's right now on a bookcase looking at what he can knock over <laughs> he's trying to figure out uh hmm, what should i read tonight when steve's asleep yeah it's like he's plotting to ruin something <laughs> <sighs> how are we doing steve um it's, it's a little hectic this week uh for us recording yeah I think most of the country of the United States, that is not Ireland. I don't know what's going on with Ireland. I'm sorry to our, all of our Irish listeners, but yes. we're having a an Arctic blast. Snowpocalypse, if you will. Yeah. A lot of people in the, uh, our Pacific Northwest don't have power. And that was one of you. Yeah, well, I luckily have power, but I lost my internet and my phone service. And it makes you think how much you need your phone and internet service to do anything fun. I was reading an article about, uh, when I say read an article, I read the headline, of course. Of course. uh, How that this um, power outage with the snowstorm, like, you know, knocked everyone off. Not everyone, a lot of people off. And uh, this was like, this is what's going to happen when the big earthquake hits here and up on the pacific northwest yeah scary thought i i was luckily in an area didn't lose power knock on wood luckily yeah lucky and i think we're in the clear we're over the worst of it i was able to make it to work today nice i had to spend two days at home not at work and thinking like huh wouldn't it be crazy if like i didn't have to go to work and just stayed home and yeah, oh, that'd be so crazy. So weird. Luckily, that never happened to me. Really dodged a bullet there. <laughs> just imagine like if you had to like stay home for, I don't know, let's say two to three weeks. And, uh, and like, handle it. maybe, you know, just to take care of it, your government paid you. And, you know, it just like if you if there was like, say, in addition to the cold, like some sort of horrible global pandemic, like it would just like go away. Steve, you're talking science fiction here. That would never happen. No. Not in this country, damn it. That's right. Not a political podcast. Let's just talk about getting high, Steve. Uh, Let's talk about The Simpsons. That's what we're here to talk about. Yeah, and you know, maybe, just maybe in this episode, they'll get high. We'll all get high in this episode, trust me. Yeah, but while we're getting high, let's take a look back. One, to make sure nobody's (laughs) looking at us. But two, to remember the date all the way back to the year 2020. Everyone's favorite year. The best year. For The Simpsons, I mean. Sure. Yeah. Um, and let's think about March. Maybe March 22nd. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, what were you doing back then in March 22nd of 2020? 
what we just said earlier. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. Um. So movie theaters didn't really exist. It was like the end of it, right? Yeah. The but end it, of movie theaters as we know them. <laughs> the end of movie theaters. Martin Scorsese kind of pissed right now, but it's sure. fine. You know, we had a movie apparently that was a number one in the box office for that week. It made a whopping $5,155. <laughs> yeah. It was a re-release of a movie called Phoenix Oregon. We're in origi- those places. <laughs> originally actually came out in uh, 2019. Hmm. See if it's got a great runtime, by the way. It's an, only an hour and 48 minutes. Nice. So I'd never heard of this movie as an Oregon-based podcast. Uh, we don't have a city named Phoenix that I know of. Nor I. The description for this movie goes like this. Two longtime friends battle midlife crisis by opening a bowling alley slash pizzeria in their small hometown. Hmm. Yes, it's a uh, Phoenix, Oregon. Yeah. Written and directed by uh, Gary Lundgren. Oh, Rod's brother. Everyone's <laughs> favorite 70s songwriter, Rod Lundgren. And looking through the uh, the cast list, I'm not familiar with anyone except for uh, Diedrich Bonder is in it. Uh, yes, uh, Batman 2. <laughs> Uh, right. Um, he plays Kyle. Kyle. We watched the trailer, and it's something that Steve and I would have loved in like our when we were like maybe like 19, 18, 17. Yeah, it's a very much like a bleak indie comedy about a lovable loser who uh finds his own uh, niche in life. It's got good scores on the Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. We got the Tomato Meter with 22 reviews of 82%, and the audience score is 80%. That's not I, bad at all. I think this movie, I think, would we watch on a eye off Springfield? Maybe. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if the uh, desire is there, but uh, <laughs> it's going to be fun to watch. I bet I'd like it. Yeah. Uh, but it's weird. It's got a 5.3 out of 10 on uh, IMDb. <laughs> Yeah, I'm seeing that, but the uh, fan reviews are like mostly eights and nines. Yeah, <laughs> Steve. Uh, well, I guess we were we can't really go to theaters in 2020, but we can still listen to music. So what That's were we right. uh, bopping to? We were bopping to the number one song on the Billboard Hot 100, "The Box" by Roddy Rich. Pulling out the coupe at the lot, turn the fuck twelve, fuck swat, buzzing all the bells out the box. I just hit a lick with the box. Roddy Rich, not really yeah. my cup of tea. No, I really thought his brother Richie would be the big star to make all the fame. Yeah, it, it sounds like a rap song from 2020. This isn't a bad thing or a good thing, but it just is uh, the sound of young America. I'm old. <laughs> we're like old curmudgeons now yeah instead of being the young curmudgeons we were so what were we talking about this week for the simpsons well we're talking about the highway to well the uh, 17th episode of the 31st season and so in it when maggie goes to preschool marge decides to get a job to pass the time and ends up working at an upscale weed dispensary mm. homer decides to open his own dispensary it's like when I read, you need... Oh, it's a different cat. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. When homework goes to preschool... Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why is that not an episode when homework goes to preschool? That's the one that I'd watch. All right. Well, um, that's our uh, uh, pitching episode. We already did it. Homework yeah. goes to preschool. Done. All right. And then Maggie. Maggie runs the nuclear power plank. Of course. Yeah. All right. Done. All right. I like it. You don't have to listen to the rest of the episode, guys. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, so when Maggie goes to preschool, Marge decides to get a job to pass the time and ends up working at an upscale marijuana dispensary. Homer decides to open up his own dispensary that mimics a sketchy drug deal, putting their two businesses at odds. All right. Sounds like a plan. Yeah, let's um, follow through on that plan. Watch the episode and then we'll talk about it. All right. We'll be right back. And I really want to know where you went, where? And we're back. Today we're talking about Highway to Well, the 17th episode of the 31st season. It originally aired on March 22nd, 2020. It is episode 679 in the show's run. Your nerd code is ZABF10. It was written by Carolyn Omine, directed by Chris Clements, and your showrunner is Al Jean. All right, Caroline Omine, Steve, we've done a couple episodes that she has penned. Indeed. Including our very first episode, Dial N for Nerder. Ah, yes. Oh, I think the last one we reviewed of hers was, uh, let's say, did we do Working Mom? Twerking Mom, we did. Yeah. Yeah. It's a RuPaul episode. That was fun. Yeah. And Blazing Confused, did we do that one? Uh, no. Oh, wow. No, but is uh, she some, <laughs> somewhat something of a pothead? Hmm. Possibly. Hmm. All right. Well, she's also, uh, you know, wrote on some of the old uh, Full House episodes. We always talk about that. Oh, yeah. She wrote the season finale or the series finale. Yeah. And Smash Club The Next Generation. Oh, yes. All right. Caroline Online. I think uh, she's she's still on The Simpsons, right? I would imagine this. I mean, this was just less than a year ago. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All righty. Well, Craig, some trivia for you. The episode's title is modeled after the Akadaka song, or if you're not Australian, the ACDC song, Highway to Hell, which is played during the closing credits of Simpsons Bible Stories. But not this episode. Nope, nope. Um, Do you know that the uh, ACDC stands for Alternating Current and Direct Current, Steve? Whoa. Yeah. I see why the parents were so upset. <laughs> was that uh, Bon Scott or was he dead by then? I think he was dead by then. Yeah. It's one of those weird bands like ACDC you listen to as a kid and you don't know the backstory. You just know all these songs and then you find out like their original lead singer was dead and like they got someone to sound pretty much just the same. Like, yeah, it's crazy. The other day or not the other day, a few months ago during quarantine, I did a deep dive into the catalog of ACDC. It's all really good. It all sounds the same. But it's all really good. I think ACDC is just one of those bands. Like, I don't think anyone like just like abhors them. It's just it's so fun. It's like every time you go to any sporting event, there's always ACDC playing. Just it's a staple. Yeah, especially at the Staples Center. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I've always loved ACDC. Yeah, you can't, but... can't get like excited or like not excited when you hear you know, like Back in Black or yeah, know. Thunderstruck. That buildup is so good. Oh God, yeah, yeah. For those about to rock, we salute you. Yeah, and I think that's all of you guys. That's right. You know who's going to rock in this episode? Who's that? I don't know. They don't smoke rock. They smoke grass. Spoiler alert. <laughs> well, well, you know, our episode begins with neither a couch board or a chalk gag, Steve. Uh-oh. Yeah, we got Marge. She's the mommy. Mm-hmm. And we got Maggie. She's the baby. Gotta love her. Of the Simpsons. Oh. Yeah. Uh, they're arriving at a center for preemptive education. It's the first day of pre-preschool, which I think is funny because I think last week's episode, we questioned like, wait, why is Maggie going to preschool? But yeah. it's actually pre-preschool. So that's, you know, it works. And uh, which I think they have that kind of stuff, right? Like, Oh, yeah, I'm sure they do. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we don't know. We're childless uh, adults. Yay. We're <laughs> creeps, but we can sleep and we have money. Just because we don't have kids doesn't make us creeps. That's true. 
We're more like crepes. Mm. Well, no, they're thin and French. Oh, yeah. So uh, we're just fat and slobby. We're like doughy boys. Yes. I mean, annoyed boys. Crunchy boys, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So they're running late at that school. And Marge discovers she has uh, some free time on her hands. Hello, Maggie. And who will be picking her up? After she falls down? No, at the end of the day. Wait, I don't stay with her. Research shows pre-toddlers learn best in a parent-free environment. Unless you want to stunt her growth, which is great. We're not supposed to judge. No, no, it's not that. I just don't want Maggie to feel abandoned. The questionable old Marge uh, after pick up uh, the baby after she falls. That's fun. Yeah, I thought that was a fun line. But Marge uh, looks over to find out that Maggie is giggling with glee as she's being tossed into the air with one of those rainbow parachute things. And that's uh, setting the bar pretty high. Get it? <laughs> <laughs> For the first day, because those things are a blast. And, you know, I don't know. It just seemed like maybe my school was small, but it seems like we only had the rainbow parachute thing like twice. I think we've talked about this before and we had it too. And it was only brought up maybe once or twice a year. Yeah. And I think the reason was it was a pain in the ass to pack away. And that's why the uh, teachers were like, okay, once we do this, <laughs> you get the enjoyment because it's, yeah. I mean, you have a giant parachute, but yeah, that's true. It is probably a pain. It's like folding a fitted sheet. Yeah. And we've had this discussion before. We've had all those discussions before. He was watching James Bond the other day. Oh, really? Yeah. That reminds we... me of an issue of Spider-Man. I was just reading. <laughs> all right. Well, Marge uh, has the rest of the day free, like we said. But uh, how is she going to spend her time, Steve? I don't know. Well, she's going to consult her favorite uh, mommy blog. Yes, mom. It's a, a self-care for yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, the blog's first suggestion is uh, to uh, take a soul cycle class, girl, which she does. But uh, she's uh, less enthusiastic because of the uh, instructor's vibes. Now turn that resistance all the way up. Come on. I want to see you bitches suffer. <laughs> I'm the only one who heard that. I love it. It's like being coached by the voice inside my head. Spin yourselves to death, you land manatees. <laughs> oh man he's really kind and sunny don't you think there you land manatee that's right that's just a cow so do you think then uh the manatees uh speaking of cows do you think they taste like oh well, yeah because they're mammals right they probably taste like cow yeah probably hmm i know the they're milk... like endangered but yeah their milk might be a little salty i get it but i do like salted butter so it could be good yeah you know is it weird? Like sometimes we, uh, I'll bake things. I say use unsalted butter. I'm like, well, fuck you. I'm actually going to use salted butter and I prefer it saltier than, than what you say. I don't find that weird at all. In fact, I tend to do the exact same thing always. Because you still put salt in it, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean. We're, we're both people that like high salt content of our foods. Yeah, it's true. And I don't know. It's salt's wonderful. Yeah. If you want your food to taste like a restaurant, uh, add more butter, add more salt. And add more salted butter. There you go. Your vegetables. All you need is butter. That's true. To make it pop. Pop. Especially for your soda pop. That's butter. Mmm. <laughs> you love butter cola? <laughs> I'll bet you that's a thing somewhere. Yeah, probably like Harry Potter land, right? Well, they have butter beer. Yeah. But you know, uh, what is it, Jones's soda? They'd make those weird ass uh, like Thanksgiving Day sodas. Oh, yeah. I never had those. I tried one. It was awful. I bet. But I it haven't did, had but a it was Jones too. soda in a long time. Um. I'll have you know that butter soda is, in fact, a thing made by Rocket Fizz. And uh, yeah. Right. You can buy them at like novelty candy stores. Okay. Because I've been to some of those like novelty candy stores that are like on in coastal towns or, you know, it's like 
I think I've bought the uh, ranch soda and I bought the like chicken wing soda mm-hmm. and they're not like uh, the ranch. I think was kind of gross, but the chicken wing was okay. It was just like soda with a hint of like a little spice. spice. Yeah. yeah. The butter soda, I think actually would be good. <laughs> I wouldn't be opposed to it. All right, Steve. Uh, next week on the episode, we're going to drink butter soda. All right. <laughs> Everything but her soda. <laughs> Ugh. All right. Well, Steve, uh, back to the Simpsons. We have a class. Mm-hmm. And there's some uh, there's some people in that class of uh, like guy, you know, degrading women by calling them bitches and stuff. That's right. We got uh, Bernie's Hibbert. We got Luann Van Houten. Mrs. Hunts. Months. <laughs> Mrs. Months. Uh, Nelson's mom. Mrs. Hoover or Miss Hoover, actually. Yep. We got Helen Lovejoy. Kamiko uh, is her last name. Albertson, right? Kamiko Albertson. Unless That's you didn't right. take comic book guy's last name. Why would I just assume that? Um, right? No, actually, I mean, it's good of you to not assume that. But uh, according to my research, I think her last name is, in fact, Albertson. But it's Ralph's on the West Coast. <laughs> Cookie Kwan, number one on the East Side. And uh, a lady, Carl? Mrs. Carlson. Really? Yeah. Um, <laughs> according to the website that I website at, they refer, they call her Mrs. Carlson. So I don't know if that's wife or sister or it is the wife of Carl Carlson. We is never it? see Carl's wife much. Not really. It's so confusing because like sometimes Lenny has a wife mm-hmm. and then sometimes they're both like single bachelors and then sometimes they're alluded to being like lovers. I tell you that I I want an actual spinoff of Lenny and Carl TV show. We've I've talked about it before, but yeah. But again, it's live action. Mm-hmm. It'll be on Disney Plus adult section because it'll be a gritty <laughs> uh, show. There's gonna be it's gonna explain Carl and and Lenny's wives if they have them or not. But it's gonna be it's gonna really be just be them like cheating on their wives behind their backs. And there's there's gonna be sex and murder and oh yeah. It's going to be the new flight attendant. Yeah, we'll put it that way. Oh, boy. Yeah. Steve, call up uh, Kaylee Cuoco and uh, sell this project to her. I will. I'll, I'll do it after three chord. Okay, cool. Uh, so seeing that the uh, spin class isn't the right fit for her, Marge looks for her mommy blog yet again. The second offering to fill her day is express her bad self with ceramics. So Marge at first appears to be in some bliss there. So she painted a familiar sailboat on a vase. I like that because she only likes to paint that damn sailboat. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's funny. But the camera pans out to the uh, art teacher who's wearing a microphone headset, much like the uh, spin class instructor, and starts yelling to say, paint harder, you sausage filled, you sausage finger, no talents. <laughs> uh, once again, the cl- class cheers for being berated. And then Marge uh, hunts to find something else to fill her day. Uh, so then uh, the third entry of Yas Mom is a uh, sex prize your man at work, uh, which Marge does by uh, sex prizing Homer in some lingerie and under a trench coat. Unfortunately, Homer isn't the only one with eyes for Marge. Maybe you could give me a safety inspection. Oh my God, I can't believe this is happening. I'm so sex prized. There's security cameras everywhere. So I'll have to snuggle under the desk. On top of the desk, please. Oh. Thanks, Jerry. Nice. Real cool. Steve, you uh, ever get sex prized at work? Uh. As you do work with uh, your wife. It's true. I assure you, no. That would be weird. <laughs> Clean up on aisle 69. Our store is very small. We only have like five aisles. Uh, That's another reason why we couldn't do it, because everyone would see. Yeah. It's a very small store. But full of great things. Yeah, great prices. Come on down. That's Ask right. My name. Please don't. <laughs> Shake his hand. Hug him. Kiss him. <laughs> Masks aren't required. 
I assure you they are, and you'll get yelled at by a lot of people. <laughs> They're very adamant, actually. Maybe too much so. Not really, but... Yeah. You or your fellow employees? My fellow employees. Uh, I mean, we're very vigilant, but almost to a fault. You know what? I like it. Yeah, it's fun. I wish my local Kroger's would be more uh, vigilant, as you say. Yes, me too. It's because, uh, man. Uh, so Marge, unsure what to do with her day, discover people lined up for a place that is hiring called, as Marge puts it, well plus good. <laughs> Shauna, who is in front of line at uh, at the place with Marge, corrects her by letting her know that it's pronounced well and good. Ugh, why is everyone talking to her? Marge figures that if all these people want to work there, maybe she does too. And those people happen to be... We got Hans Moleman. Squeaky voice teen. I don't know. What's Krusty Burger going to do without him? I don't know. Maybe he's on a break. Uh, we get uh, Kirk Van Houten. Jack Marley. Who's Jack Marley? Um, he was actually, in the episode March Gets the Job, the one who didn't want to retire, but uh, Burns made him because he was too old. He's wow. like, please don't make me go. I uh, I don't have a wife. My dog died. <laughs> That was a funny episode. Yeah. Um, we also have uh, Doug, the co- uh, a college nerd. I know that one. Mm-hmm. Grady, everyone's oh. favorite homosexual. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> Julio's favorite homosexual, at least some of the time. And then we get uh, Raphael, uh, the sarcastic guy. Yeah, his name's Raphael. Who I don't knew that? I that, but uh, I looked it up, and uh, yeah, that's his name. He's going to also be on my uh, Lenny and Carl show, produced I by like Kelly it. Cuoco for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why I threw her name in the guy. I was just thinking of flight attendant because it has sex and crime. And that's what I I want. That's the one show I watch that has sex and crime. Yeah. Except for crime sex. It's a showtime show. It's good. (laughs) It's not as lurid as you think, though. Just a lot of jaywalking. Yeah. (laughs) And fucking. We call it Jay fucking. He's like, yeah, I'm Jay fucking. In the backseat of my car. Which car? Hey, it doesn't matter. Are we the first pe- people to bring up Jay Leno in like four years? I think so. Else, I don't know if we've ever heard Jay Leno. <laughs> well, it's been such a long time since I've seen him. I know. I wear denim. <laughs> hey, did you know he never spent a dime of his Tonight Show earnings? He just lived off of his uh, stand-up money. Wow, that's yeah. so fascinating. <laughs> Ah, man, I wish uh, COVID wasn't happening so I could go to a casino this weekend and <laughs> see him open up for, I don't know, Boz Skaggs. That's fucking weird, dude. I was just thinking Boz Skaggs. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like, I was just going to interrupt and say Boz Skaggs. Wow. That's, that's fucking crazy. Up. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking crazy, we have uh, The Simpsons here, Steve. Um, <laughs> Inside the uh, open concept business, there's a number of uh, stations with tablets. And Marge is instructed by Lauren, as voiced by a former Brooklyn Nine-Nine star, wife of Jordan Peele, comedian uh, Chelsea Peretti. Yeah. So Lauren's uh, impressed with Marge's demeanor, and she points her out to Desmond, who's played by pop vocalist Poe star and multi-talented performer Billy Porter. All right, go to Tablet 7 to take your pre-application ethics assessment. Cool hair, by the way. You think that my hair is cool? (laughs) Well, thank you, Lauren. Oh, by the way, your name tag is upside down. Mmm, thank you. You're the only person to mention that. Ooh, major mom vibes. She's perfect. I always never lie. Hmm. Two, I sometimes always never lie. If I never found a wallet, I would always give it back. 
What color is the wallet? Marge Simpson. There was never a test. Except there always was. There wasn't? And you passed. Welcome to the Well and Good family. The rest of you can go. Your resumes will be deleted. Come on. The hell I'm the only one you hired? You're the only one we partnered with. I love uh, Marge contemplates with the wall. It was like, what color was it? <laughs> like, if it was a certain color, she would keep it. Yeah. See, have you ever found the wallet? Oh, yeah. A couple times. I've never kept it. Can I have it back? Oh, Oh, sorry. I don't think I've ever actually found a wallet, Hmm. especially my own. No, um, I've I've seen like someone's ID on the ground. Mm -hmm. And I know just if you just put it in a mailbox, it hopefully gets delivered. Yeah. Um, Another thing you can do, which some kind person did to me one time when I lost my wallet. Is this a Steve's tip? uh, Just, yeah, kind of. Look at the address. And if it's like right nearby... Just put it in their mailbox, because that way they don't have to wait for it. Uh, well, I was on the uh, the Oregon coast when I found the ID. Oh, well, then, yeah. And they lived in, like, Salem. I'm not going there. No, I don't blame you. Especially because there's witches in Salem. Mm-hmm. Salem, Oregon. Yeah, I'm that's, sure. That's where there. they all were. Like, the ones <laughs> in Massachusetts, they were just wrong. Yeah. What color is your wallet? <laughs> uh, It's blue. Oh, yeah. I would definitely keep that wallet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, which, uh, which turtle's on it? Then Leonardo, right? No, idea. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Also, I like, uh, you know how like there's a celebrity guest that play different, actually play characters and not themselves. I really mm-hmm. thought Chelsea Peretti and Billy Porter were pretty good in this episode. I agree. They uh, really each bring their own personality. Also, it's funny because I have a friend who does improv named Lauren, and she looks like that. It's weird. <laughs> Was her name tag upside down as well? Yes, it seems like it would be. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Marge, now wearing a white lab coat, is excited to have a new job, but she's unsure what they sell. She's confident that she can figure it out, though. They have candy, math bombs, blow torches, and $30 bottles of soda. As she's looking, uh, Super Nintendo Chalmers comes up to her, and wanting to know if she recommends the tincture or the oil. Mr. Chalmer points out that the uh, tincture is more expensive. I've never had the uh, the thirty bottle, $30 bottle of soda for edibles. I just don't see... It's good. <laughs> How many milligrams of... Uh, There's a it? lot. <laughs> yeah, because like I only take like a 10 milligram and that's about it. Yeah. Um, I, I Actually, I don't remember exactly how much it is. It's not like a crazy amount, but it is hard because I feel like there's more than one dose in one bottle so you'd have to like save it up it also depends too like some could just be cbd yeah infused which doesn't give you like a high although don't they all just kind of give you a little high a little bit there's some stuff coming up here we could talk about later in this episode um so margin everybody says that uh this is about you and taking care of you she thinks so uh charmels uh has to put himself first so this no frills fumbling sales pitch convinces the confused school faculty member to buy both uh, Lauren's pretty impressed because the uh, Marge had a hundred dollar sale. Nice. Which if you've ever been to a dispensary, a hundred dollar sale like McDonald's is selling a fry. <laughs> <laughs> she feels that Marge would be a great fit. Now Marge is happy to be there, but she doesn't know what their sells. Is this some sort of radio shack now? So the pierced purple haired pop purveyor explains that Well and Good is a high-end cannabis boutique. Marge is stunned that Lauren sells pot, but Lauren clarifies that she checks IDs, and Marge actually (laughs) sells the pot. Marge is horrified as she sees the green sign in Well Plus Good turn green. She's a drugs dealer. Cannabis may be legal in whatever state they're in, uh, but as Marge puts it, so is water skiing. And that doesn't mean she has to sell it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to sell you water skiing, Steve. Uh, so she goes to leave, but is stopped by a, a local celebrity who appears from an unseen door. 
Marge, don't leave seriously like I'm asking. Dredderick Tatum? I own your countertop grill. Oh, take care not to use metal utensils on the nonstick surfaces. But anyway, after my boxing career ended, I was in a lot of pain, specifically in my punching hands and my blocking face. But following a regimen of CBD oil and medicinal hits from a Pikachu bong, I was able to enjoy life again, which inspired me to create well and good healing emporiums. But pot is for cheeches and chunks. Much. it's not about getting high. It's about wellness. And that's why I've handpicked the perfect team here. I'm an expert in cannabinoids and cutting-edge delivery systems, a.k.a. infusers, decarboxylators, transdermals, and pet suppositories. And I'm super hot. And what do you need me for? Marge, people know you want to help them, that it's safe here. Not some place for cheeches and chongs, as you so recently put it. Uh, I'm sorry. I don't think this is really me. Good luck with your lifestyle. Uh, oh, it's a shame there's no drug for hurt feelings. Oh, wait, there totally is. I love how Marge says uh, it's for cheeses and chongs. <laughs> I really enjoyed uh, Detrick Tatum's uh, It's good to see him again. And it's a reference because uh, Mike Tyson, because he's a parody of Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson is one of the hugest pot farmers in the country. That makes sense. I would believe that. Yeah. He's making a lot of money off of that. He's got an ear for weed. <laughs> he's got a sexually assaulting Vanessa Williams for weed. I like how it, um, Marge says that, that the state is the weed's legal in whatever state they're in. Mm-hmm. So on this podcast, we, uh, as a while ago, we determined that... Uh, Oh, Springfield yeah. might be in Missouri. Here's the legal state by states for uh, marijuana, which I believe the Biden administration is looking into making it federally just legal. Yeah. But again, we're not a political podcast. So Missouri, it's legal in medicinal and it's decriminalized, but it's not the West Coast where it's fully legal. You could you know, go to a weed store. Mm-hmm. Steve, there's um, there's six states where weed is still illegal and Ooh. you can get arrested and for criminal charges, Steve. Wow. Steve, off the top of your head, can you name those huh. things? <laughs> um, you know, I could cheat, but I won't. I'm going to just guess the South. I'm going to say like Alabama, Mississippi. That's, okay, so Alabama is correct. That's one state that's fully illegal. Wow. You said Mississippi? That's yeah. Actually, it's medicinal and decriminalized. Okay. Well, let's, take, let's say Utah. I'll let you know. It's not. It's medicinal, but it's oh. not decriminalized. Well, that's something, though. Good on them. So uh-huh. you can be Mormon and get high as long as you, you know, your back hurts. <laughs> right. And you're wearing underpants. Let's say, um, I know no one wants to hear this part, but <laughs> it's fun to me. <laughs> I'll give you a hint here, Steve. We're on the West Coast where Washington, Oregon, California, and even Alaska, we're all legalized. It's fully legal. And we, and you know, of course, Nevada, Arizona, same thing. And even our friends, uh, Montana. But what's what's in between uh, Montana and Washington? Oh, Idaho. Yeah, it's still fully legal. Wow. And here's another fun one. There's a reference to uh, Harrison Ford later in this episode. But Harrison Ford lives in this state where it's still fully illegal. I know he has, like, land. And... Is that Wyoming? Yeah, Wyoming. Wow. So. Idaho, Wyoming. Those are two states where I would just want to smoke pot and do nothing else. Especially Wyoming. Come on. Yeah. What else are they going to do? Like, that's where, like, all the wheat should be grown in Wyoming. Yeah, they could make a lot of money. Yeah, there's four people that live there. One is, or two at least, are close to Flockhart and Harrison Ford. Yeah. Why isn't it legal where he lives? Mm. <laughs> is it Harrison, is that you? <laughs> oh, uh, hey, how's the Indy five, Indiana Jones 5 script coming along? Mm, stupid stunts. 
Um, is Shia LaBeouf going to be your son, Mutt, in this new installment? Uh, he canceled me. Wait, he can't? Shia LaBeouf canceled you? Uh, he, He's the most cancelable person out there. Lawyer says I can't talk about it. Plane crash. Oh, again? Yeah. How's close to... Uh... Uh, fat. <laughs> <laughs> How much does she weigh? 87 pounds. Oh, geez, you're right. Man. <laughs> Uh, all right. Thanks, thanks, Harrison. I loved you in Star Wars. I hate Star Wars. Yeah, I know. <laughs> all right, back to the weed states. Um, <laughs> so uh, and then we have we're back down to the south, Steve. Tennessee, South Carolina, fully illegal, and then oh. uh, and then the state with uh, the Super Bowl losers, Kansas. Although no, wait, it's Kansas City, Missouri. There's uh, yes, the Chiefs are from Missouri. Right. There are two Kansas cities. Yeah. They're very close to each other. I think the Missouri one, though, is the more prominent right. Kansas City. Yeah. Anyways, Kansas. Isn't that where uh, Superman's from? Smallville? Kansas? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, Superman can't uh, smoke weed in Kansas. Man, it's a bummer. <laughs> yeah. Well, he probably doesn't because it's green. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> uh, here's a fun one. So North Dakota, it's mixed. It's medicinal, yes, and decriminalized. But then you go to South Dakota, it's fully legal. So oh, boy. Cl- clearly South Dakota is the good Dakota. Yeah, they've got... Mount the, Rushmore? Yeah, which hopefully uh, President 45 will be a part of one of these days. <laughs> yeah, if my <laughs> if my petition is signed. <laughs> Seems so weird that like Florida should... Florida is like the most messed up state. It should be fully legal, but also, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it, maybe they should just smoke a lot of pot instead of doing all the uh, meth they do down there anyway. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm hovering over Georgia and it just says CBD oil only for medicinal. So you can't actually buy like smoky smokes in Georgia. You know, why I think that is is because Georgia has a big uh, a lot of people make liquor down there. So there might be like a big lobby to prevent yeah. uh, that. Well, the great thing is we're both alcoholics and stoners on this podcast. That's right. So we're <laughs> equal opportunities. Hey, all right, let's get back to the show. No, ready. So later that evening, the family is gathered around the dinner table of 742 Evergreen Terrace. As the family Simpsons noisily eat, Lisa mentions that some families <laughs> go around the table saying one thing they learned in their day. Homer offers that fact as the one thing he learned. While Marge says that the former heavyweight champion of the world owns a marijuana store and that she is offered a job, which she declined. I think uh, Homer's delivery of the uh, <laughs> that fact was, I love that scene. Yeah, it's really. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so Marge continues to say that uh, everyone was cool and she's stoked that everyone thought she was cool but she can't uh, be a reefer sales lady but lisa reasons that there's nothing wrong with selling marijuana because it's legal in that state which i guess is not missouri anymore um bar points out that uh, it's like working in a liquor store and then the concept of working in a liquor store intrigues homer and then bar just kind of brushes away his father's cloud before like, a family guy asks cutaway probably would have happened yeah <laughs> breaking the fourth wall there bart i thought that was fun yeah yeah no it's we, we've talked about it before it's fine to you know a few podcasts ago talking about how like family guy kind of changed a lot of the, the adult the animation yeah. yeah and because since we all have short intentions uh, attention spans i think that worked what <laughs> i said that uh your hair looks great today oh thank you i i, I wait a minute <laughs> well, yeah, i have yeah, Marge is surprised by her family's reaction but homer goes on to say that people are stressed out these days after all scurvy's back there's like 60 wars going on and the whales are eating all of our plastic uh our precious ocean plastic and also when this first episode when this episode first aired we were just getting to know that global pandemic that we all know and love we're like two weeks into it 
but it'll all be over by Easter. So it's no nothing to worry about. No. But maybe people want to smoke a dube. And as Bart points out, there's a whole new marketplace for it. Oh, yeah. Everyone's selling crap to stoners now. Have you seen the new Krusty Burger commercial? When you got the munchies, for some reason, wink, wink, you crave weird. A deep-fried rib witch served on a warm donut or a spaghetti-filled grilled cheese sandwich drizzled with ranch pudding. Krusty's Munchy Mouthfuls. It's high time you tried it. Get it? Get it? Get it? <laughs> I get it. Well, Mr. Tatum did personally choose me. He said I was helpful. Honey, you're the most helpful person I've ever met. Now go sell the safe legal drugs our kids should never, ever use. Especially Bart. Before we get into the uh, crusty food, I would say Bart probably would benefit by <laughs> taking a uh, weed. I think so. It would calm him down a bit. Yeah. What was it? The What did he say? Ranch pudding? Yeah. That sounds fucking nasty. <laughs> Um, so obviously that's a reference to the Jack in the Box Munchie ad, where, which is a real thing. That you, have you ever had the Munchie boxes? I don't think so. It's like a little bit of everything, though, though, right? Like there's it's pretty fun. And it's definitely the I love the marketing. I was like, fuck it. We know we're going to appeal to stoners. And it makes sense. I mean, I like that Jack in the Box is just honest with who they are and what they sell to. Hey, I love Jack in the Box. Underrated. They're great. When's the last time we were at Jack in the Box uh, for this podcast? Oh, wait. Uh, it's... Oh, we're not that. Sorry. <laughs> Oops. Um, but yeah, so yeah, we have Krusty dressed as like the uh, Mad Hatter. And, um, but yeah, the deep fried rib witch with the donut bun. Sounds like a thing that would be a real thing. Yeah. This is just... The ranch pudding threw me off. The spaghetti yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. We've never talked about this on this podcast. There was a time where. <laughs> oh, yes. Maybe 10 years ago. Yeah, probably. We. Uh, we might have been uh, on substances. I would all just, I'll just leave it at that. Sure. Um, where we, where I live, there's, I mean, in suburbia, there is a line of uh, uh, fast food joints like a Burger King, Taco Bell, McDonald's, mm-hmm. right, right? Yeah, and then maybe even a Seven Eleven. And a Seven. What do we get at Seven Eleven? Doritos, I think. Okay, so we made like. What do we call it? Like the McKing fuck gangbang or something? Yeah. So there's at the time there was a lot of talk about the McGangbang or I think it's McFuck. No, it's McGangbang. Yeah, McGangbang, where you basically uh buy a McDonald's hamburger and a McDonald's McChicken. Right. And you basically combine them into a super sandwich. Right. And so we use that as inspiration <laughs> to make an unholy <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we went to Burger King. What did we get at Burger? Because this was also the time too when the uh, McRib was available. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we got onion rings for sure. Okay, so we got onion rings from Burger King, mm-hmm. and then we went to Taco Bell. And I think we got Crunch Wraps. That sounds about right. Then we went to McDonald's, and I think we got the the burger and the chicken sandwich. No, no, we I think we just got the rib witch, right? Right. And then we went to Seven Eleven and got. I know we got. Uh, Doritos because we smashed them up and put them in this sandwich. <laughs> so I think the buns were crunch wraps. Yeah. <laughs> and then in that was like chicken burger, a patty, a burger patty, uh-huh. onion Doritos, rings. onion rings, probably French fries too. Yeah. And a rib witch. The and meat a, of a rib witch. And the, we probably took the buns off though because the yeah. crunch wraps were the buns. So it's and, you know, literally two crunch wraps because one crunch wrap is plenty of food. <laughs> Yeah. Jesus. 
we were skinny then. <laughs> yeah. But then for some reason, right after that meal, we gained a lot of weight. <laughs> yeah, it's like almost overnight. <laughs> we never tally the uh, the calorie count, but Jesus, I don't even want to think about it. No, I don't think we I don't think we bought like four crunch wraps and like two, I think we just bought two crunch wraps. Like we split it. Yeah, I think we we're did. not so, that mon- we're not that monstrous people. Jesus Christ. No, and I think what another thing that I'll say is that it wasn't that bad <laughs> no. and it wasn't that weird. It all kind of meshed fairly well. Yeah. Also. And again, we didn't use the the bread from the, the burger buns or the no. chicken buns. We just put a chicken patty, a beef patty, a rib patty, uh, onion rings, chips, and in between crunch wraps. That's all we're saying we did. Did we yeah, get a it's... fish fillet maybe? <laughs> we may have gotten a fish fillet. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, that was the uh, it was called like the McGing fuck bang or whatever. Yeah, that's what we titled it. Anyways, uh, we're healthy now, guys. We're still alive. That's right. And we're talking about the Simpsons here. So uh, how about we start with uh, Act Two, Steve? All righty. So it begins with uh, Marge filling up a gummy dispenser when Agnes Lamb of God Skinner enters, assuming she's in an Apple store, which seems to happen a lot. Though, so, uh, even though Marge can't repair the senior Skinner's broken phone screen, she can help alleviate some of the arthritis that caused the phone to break in the first place. She applies uh, some pain relieving lotion to the elderly hands of Agnes, who likes the cream. It tingles, unlike Jurgens. She hates Jurgens. So seeing uh, that Agnes is stressed, Marge uh, gives her some yummy gummies. Mm. And uh, she returns, uh, Mrs. Skinner there uh, returns high as a kite with her son. And the principal thanks Marge because when the mother's happy, he's happy. Or at least uh, much less miserable. (laughs) And uh, Agnes, she's all giddy and laughing, eager to show off her son's key ring. Uh, I loved it because, you know, she's always such a jerk to Skinner. And now she's super nice. I know. Agnes needs the weed. That's right. I think we could all use some, especially now. The choices in the TH gummy bins, there's uh, Binge TV, Mm -hmm. Coachella, Mm -hmm. Politics, mm, Zone Out, yes please, Bliss, and Laser Show. Uh, Bliss, named after uh, Good Morning Miss Bliss that later became Saved by the Bell. That's right. Haley Mills uh, designed it herself. Yeah. She's still alive? Uh, I was going to make a joke that she might be in the gummies if she wasn't. Um, I don't know. She seems like she could be dead. (laughs) <laughs> I think she's uh she's eulogizing Screech right now. Uh, still alive, yeah. Um, seventy four. So then, uh, everyone, Springfield's most famous pothead, Otto, mm-hmm. he steps into the shop but feels a little uneasy with the nature of his transaction. Uh oh. I want to buy some pot. All right, pump the brakes, Jorts. Gotta ask a few questions first. Now, do you want a body high mm. or a front of the face buzz? I don't know. Just hook me up. Mmm, I have the perfect strain in mind. But be warned, boo. The couch lock is strong on this one. But there's like zero mind race. What are you saying? I just want weed. Okay, almost there. Almost there. Now listen, do you want this in flower? Shatter? Topical? Uh, Edible? Nasal mist? Eardrops? Look, I just want to score a bag of swag from some dude who may or may not be a cop. I'm a cop. Have you tried this? Nothing makes sense anymore. Give me a beer. It doesn't make my hair smell like anything. Steve, have you ever felt like Otto at a dispensary? Um, no, actually. Oh. I don't tend, like, when I'm at a dispensary, I tend to be in and out really quick, but I 
Uh, I love the idea of it because, um, well, I do enjoy, I don't, I'm not always the most knowledgeable person Mm -mm. and you know, they're fairly low pressure. They're just, I'm just like, Hey, this is what I want. And they're like, okay, you can have this or this. And I'm like, Oh, cool. Place I go to, I order online. I pick up through like a window Mm -hmm. and when I order, I'm like my name, I say, Hey, it's my name. (laughs) I came a name. No. And then like, like, Oh yeah. It said we had that on the uh, website, but, uh, no, he looks at like the order. He's like, "Oh, you wanted the sugar-free dark chocolate or whatever." I'm like, and "He's like, oh, grab the sugar-free uh, a mint one." And on accident, I'll get each other one. Oh, we don't have. And he's like, "Oh, I guess we don't have that, but we have this." Oh no, let me look more. And like, it was just like I was there for. I felt like 20 minutes of like. I was like, just now, nah, just give me that one. That's fine. He's like, oh well, this one, the CBD, blah blah blah. I'm like, I don't know what you're saying. Oh yeah, <laughs> just give me the chocolate, man. <laughs> That's true. That would be a uh, frustrating. Yeah, it was frustrating. I'm like, look, and then he's like, well, this one's the THC, blah blah blah. This one's you know the sativa, but this one's actually no indica. No, this one's actually. I'm like, look, I don't. Just give me the one that's sativa. That's all I care about. Yeah. <sighs> this episode i tell you but once we get into this a little bit more i i'll tell you that i find that much more preferable than the alternative which is something in your butt i mean at this point it's not really alternative it's just what i used to get normal um but at mo's auto tells the barkeeper and homer that he dreamed his whole life of legalized weed but it turned out to be a real buzzkill mo agrees as the glamour of alcohol is also fading away Stoners will never know the joy of sitting on a toilet, barfing into their own underwear, or picking a fight with a guy twice your size because his leg uh, touched your car. The tearful bus driver misses the old days when buying pot was scuzzy. Homer's got a thought, Steve. Oh, okay. Yeah. What if there's a legal place that made you feel like you were scoring weed from your old school pot connection? Oh. Not only does Mo think Homer's idea is great, but he also wants to help. So those uh, tie-dyed bong monkeys will cough up big time for the full dirtbag she-bang. And uh, Otto will alert the bong monkeys. Yay. The first <laughs> bong monkey in question is Duffman, or should I say Barry, who's uh, looking for some more herbal refreshment, if you know what I mean. Mo leads the jerks. He referenced them as jerks earlier. I thought that was funny. Uh, to a back door, which leads to a real stoner's pot palace. Uh, Homer in a beanie and tore jeans on a couch in front of a tapestry, a bath towel covering the window, and a poster of a Rasta lion wearing sunglasses. Then we have Lenny in a hoodie, staring blankly while playing video games. So you guys, friends of Mo? Yeah, uh, these guys are cool. Whoa, tight. Come on in, gentlemen. Oh, wait. Here's a disclaimer, man. This is a legal dispensary, compliant with all laws and statutes. As part of the experience, cast members may pretend it's illegal. All right, shall we? Hmm. Crazy bird. Rusty free weights. Everything smells like a damp swimsuit. I'm home. Who are you supposed to be? I'm the weird friend who never acknowledges you. <laughs> I was that guy from my old roommate, Scott. Just stick it in the band-aid can. It's all stems and seeds. So this is what I'm talking about. I don't miss this. I don't miss, like, going to a place with the guy and then, like, having to hang out with the guy. And the Lenny character is so, like... Oh, yeah. Spot on. There's always that guy. <laughs> yeah, and, like, they seem like they might be either, like, crazy or really cool. You just never know. 
Yeah, you don't know who that is. <laughs> yeah. Like they might have a gun, like if you try to mess with the shit, they'll uh, they'll shoot you or something. Right. Or they might just want to talk to you about like why the Flintstones and the Jetsons live in the same world, man. I think that's why kind of the uh, movie Pineapple Express works so well, too, because it ha- parody- parodies that same thing with James Franco's that character because Seth Rogen's just going there to get his weed. And James Franco's always like, hey, come on, hang out. <laughs> Let's talk. <laughs> and he's just like, no, no. Uh, I think Pineapple Express is a uh, is that underrated? Or I think overrated? it might be. No, I think it. I think it's. I think it might be underrated. I haven't revisited it in quite a while, but it was That's good. Really I liked it though. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Marge's new uh, vocation is doing great, and they've made uh, the cover of Luxury Times magazine. The headline: All uh, uh, Debtor Tatum's uh, lisp. Uh, Business is booming. The champ puts the high in the high end. Uh, Homer and Mo have a media of their own, a poster on a telephone pole for Fo 20, the dirtbag experience, uh, featuring the two friends turned drug dealers holding pot leaves in the style of uh, our crumb. I really like the art on that poster. The shading's mm. really nice on it. Mm. <laughs> the shading <laughs> is what? Uh, why don't you get out on a t shirt, Steve? <laughs> I just want to share this with the shading. <laughs> nice, nice shading. Nice shading. Uh, <laughs> So we see the popularity of the two pop businesses as people such as the sea captain, Dewey Largo, and Ken Brockman sign tablets to confirm their purchases at well and good, while several random hands uh, stuff cash into the Band-Aid tin, which belongs to Homer. (laughs) And uh, Dedrick Tatum wants to expand his business even further. So with the success of the well and good brand, which, you know, thank God, I'm so pleased to present our latest venture. Whoa! This is the Dredderick. It's a fully realized cannabis resort and spa. Now for our launch event, we'll be inviting marijuana influences from Dave Chappelle to Harrison Ford, who is flying himself, by the way, so, you know, fingers crossed. Marge, I was thinking that you would be the hostess of this launch party, acting as the de facto face of the Well and Good brand. Oh my God, why me? Well, Marge, because people trust you. Also, my face is the intellectual property of the artist who created this tattoo. So, you know, I'm out. Oh, I'd love to. This is so exciting. Well, no, I wanted to ask you. But unfortunately, there was a fly in the CBD ointment. Your husband, Homer, is selling weed, Marge. (gasps) That's terrible. Wait, no, so am I. We all are. I like that scene. Um, I really... I really like Dedrick Tatum in this episode for some reason. He's just he's hidden it right for me. Yeah. Um, I do like that line, uh, Marge, like, wait, no, wait. There's nothing wrong with that. I am I'm selling weed. So are you. We all are. Yeah. Anyways, uh Desmond explains that they are uh, trying to elevate the uh, image of cannabis. Well, Homer's just hanging with the snake while Charmers plays a, a bongo drub or you know, trading weed for a possum. <laughs> or, or dealing out of the, the, the good good on the good frisbee while dr hibbert and nick uses stethoscopes on each other's chest <laughs> i don't like when they i don't know maybe maybe i'm not taking the right weed but i've never been like let's take our shirt off and i've never been let's take our shirt off <laughs> ever <laughs> like the way like tv always portrays like portrays uh stoners is never the way it is like because i Maybe, maybe I'm not taking the right stuff. Uh, the new kids on the block, blah, blah, yeah. blend. No, um, the uh, Phil, uh, the uh, uh, Thomas Wolf book. <laughs> that's right. 
Hey, that's a reference to which uh, previous episode. Well done, Craig. Thanks. Yeah, no, I don't want to like, I just want to, you know, hang out and be by myself. <laughs> I Yeah, usually I just want to watch TV. Like, yeah, maybe. Sometimes like video games like are too much for me. Yeah, I can get that. Uh, but I will say the other day I played some uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, yeah. I did no missions. I just uh, chased foxes <laughs> and went to haiku places. Okay, that's good then. That, that, that was a fun time. Yeah, I guess if you're like Spider-Man too, just flipping around. Yeah. That could be good times. So Marge takes a great deal of joy in her job, but Tatum tells her that she cannot work there while Homer is taking pot back to the dark ages of 2018. Marge is so eager to be the face of well and good. She's sure that when Homer realizes how much this is hurting her, he'll have to understand. But sadly, Steve, he doesn't. Oh. Yeah, because Marge and him are uh, they're doing the same thing, except she's dressing like a doctor and he's dressing like a cool toddler. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, Marge tells uh, Homer that she's a healer while he's a dealer. <laughs> this is like setting up like a really bad sitcom. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait. <laughs> That's a dumb stoner thought because this is a come. <laughs> whoa, man. <laughs> yeah, she is a whoa, man. And he's a oh, man. Oh. Anyways, uh, Marge implores uh, Homer to quit. He says that he can quit whenever he wants. He just doesn't want to. And they continue to argue. <laughs> and then Bart and Lisa uh, sneak on down. And one of my favorite lines from Bart was, uh, they're having a drug war. <laughs> and also, I Homer says, I make CNN much funnier. <laughs> This is funny. I thought Donald Trump did that. Hey, oh, yeah, he did. <laughs> Actually, he made just news sad and horrible. Yeah. Um. Anyway, the and next life. day. Yeah, it's true. Everything he touches gets worse. But most of the things he touches aren't 13. So that's OK. Um. The next day, a sad Marge tells her employer that Homer wouldn't quit. She gives uh, back her smock, her keys to the hash register and her <laughs> business card that says associate. The uh, boxer come popular offers one way for Marge to keep her job, but it would entail the betrayal of her husband. Mr. Tatum explains the plan. With your help, we can get the government to shut him down. The FBI? The DEA? The County Health Department. I don't understand. What crime is Homer committing? Pot's legal. Yes, but he isn't licensed to serve non-psychotropic edibles, a.k.a. food. If he offers snacks to his customers and they eat even one bite, we go in and take him down. So we need you to bait the trap with these. Are you in? cheese balls mm. so a couple visual things on that clip uh the sign on the van is mark's unmarked van rental if it's not marked you know it's mark's and then uh so yeah it's set in cheese balls but it's specifically uh planters cheese balls mm -hmm. which uh they have replaced the uh deceased mr peanut with a foot yeah because of like planter fasciitis which is funny yeah although i don't want cheese from a foot because that's <laughs> gross yeah the only one who does is quentin tarantino hey and eddie murphy He's got a thing too. Yeah. Hmm. Have you not watched Coming to America yet? There's a uh, whole foot thing. Ooh. Yeah. By the time this episode's out, uh, it have already uh, dropped. I see. Uh, yeah. I, uh, it's it's on my queue. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. Coming to America, the sequel to Coming to America. That's is right. great. The uh, the surprise cameo with uh, Louis Anderson was great. He's still working at McDougal's or whatever the Burger King or the McDonald's parody place. Yeah. And uh, was in like. Uh, no, I think it's something else. Oh, Sam Jackson's in that movie. That's right. He has a cameo as the guy robbing the place. That makes sense. Yeah, Sam Jackson's back in it too. I just can't wait till next year when they do Coming Three America. I can't wait till the fourth movie, Coming for America. <laughs> so patriotic. <laughs> 
here's my stars and stripes. <laughs> hey, so inside the uh, makeshift we we den, we get Lenny. He's playing an unplayed, unplugged bass, while uh, Homer is uh, flinging throwing stars at an old phone book. Krusty's there, and yeah, uh, he's pretty stoned. Mm-hmm. And uh, lovely telling his crusty branded bong that uh, he's the son he never had. <laughs> Which is true, because he only had a daughter. That's right. So Marge walks in, apologizing for their fight, and offers the cheese balls as a peace offering. Homer accepts, saying that he has the most loving, supportive, loyal wife in the world. And uh, Marge lets out a nervous groan, which interferes with the camera and mic she has hidden in her hair. And I just want to say that I appreciate the technology that clandestine companies have come, because, you know, 20 years ago, Homer had to wear a giant hat that hurt his <laughs> neck. And now yeah. they can just hide it in Marge's hair. So way to go, technology. It all works out, yeah. Well, the health department agents watch the action in their uh, van. Unfortunately for them, Homer's gluttony causes him to gorge on the snack without sharing. Well, trying to describe a life-sized air hockey room which would make uh moving furniture a breeze and also you know like on hot days you just lay down there and just get blown yeah from your floor sounds like fun to me i want a life-size air hockey table floor yeah and then like invite uh scotsmen and women in skirts <laughs> scotsmen so anyone named scott yep bacula bayo sorry i said bacula yeah that's one enterprise I'd rather not be on. Bale's cool, though. Yeah, totally. Him and Buddy from uh, Charles in Charge. We should all hey, hang out. If Arrested Development ever makes another movie, like, are they just going to... Is Bob Lobby even in, on the new shows? I don't think he is. I don't think so. They yeah. may have even referenced him. Mm. I don't remember, though. Anyways, he died of COVID last week. Oh. I'm just assuming he does. COVID's in charge of his days and his nights. His <sighs> and his alt-rights. Cresty eyes Homer's big orange balls. <laughs> Hungrily. Yeah. So finally, March tells Homer to give his friend some cheese balls. Uh, the kid's uh, entertainer uh, takes a single morsel from the jar and then takes a bite just as the cheese dust bursts in the air. The uh, health department busts into action and they uh, raid the joint. No pun intended. <laughs> While they uh, try to break down the door, Mo tries to get rid of the contraband by flushing the cheese balls down the toilet. But uh, multiple flushes prove to be useless, and the agents enter and use tiny bags to cover Krusty's uh, cheese-stained fingers as evidence. They have everything they need, and they apply tape to shut down the rusty free weights, the rusty lion, and even poor Lenny. And the uh, female agent hastes Mo out of the room while the other takes Homer away, and they have to pay a, a hefty fine of $25, Steve. Oh, man. Yeah. We then cut to a swanky launch party at the Cannabis Resort, the Dredrick. Inside, a number of Springfield locals are in attendance, including Willie Nelson. Ooh, yeah, he's mother-loving, the uh, CEO of Mother Loving Sweets. Guthrie Fresnel, sure, the theatrical director from Springfield Splendor, and Evelyn, who is Patty's girlfriend, who when they went on vacation to Costa Rica in Living La Pura Vida. Dredrick compliments Marge on the success of the evening and hopes that Homer isn't too upset by the treachery. Marge tells her boss that Homer is, you know, quite easygoing, but then uh, we get a drunk Homer appearing. Excuse me, can any of these oils or goose help me with a knife wound? I have been stabbed in the back! How did you get in? This is by invitation only. I said I was Kevin Smith's father. No one questioned me. Homer, control yourself. You're upsetting the influencers. They're very easily influenced. That guy is on alcohol. Please don't ruin this. This is cannabinoid health, and I am its face. <laughs> Cabana boy health. If it's so good for you, why have you never tried pot? Ever. 
Does a doctor need to try insulin to know that it helps diabetes? Yes, I think she should. Surprise, the doctor's a woman. Sexist. Oh, yeah. Good point. That is sexist. Look, I don't have a problem with pot. I can start anytime I want. I'll do some right now. Perfect serenity. I really like to... Cabana boy health. And also when all the uh, stoners are stunned, they inhale and then they <laughs> cough a bunch. I thought that was fun. Yeah. Drunk Homer. Yeah. The classic, uh, the doctor is a woman is also, that's pretty fun. <laughs> I love uh, Homer's entry of the, uh, I just told him that I was Kevin Smith's dad. <laughs> now, apparently they're not really pothies because like Kevin Smith's dad was like, died like 10 years after this episode was made. They would think, you know, maybe those people at the pot party would know that. Yeah. Don't they get Kevin Smith weekly when they buy their pot? <laughs> Apparently not. Uh, <laughs> this is a funny line that uh, that for me just seemed like it was a throwaway, throwaway line. Yeah, but but is it? I don't know. All right, well, let's find out, Steve. What happens next? Marge allows a couple of drops from the tincture to hit her tongue. At first, she feels nothing. She assumes that she's one of those people that pot doesn't work on, but suddenly it hits her and hard. She feels like she's on an elevator that is both going up and down same time sounds like a great date oh yeah anyway so marge is confused she thought the business was um, all about wellness but she's high so desmond tries to reason with marge but he says he's high too and then lauren is serenaded out of her gourd as well everybody's high mm -hmm. marge wants to come down get sober so she decides to eat something she grabs some poo uh, some food from a passing uh, waiter and scuffs it down but unfortunately it was a chicken pot pot pie she ate an eatable <laughs> which that was a fun line and then in the gro grossest moment of the episode she wipes her tongue on what she thinks is a napkin look but uh, Desmond informer, informs her that it was a hash nap, the most potent thing at the party. Steve, even you wouldn't have a hash nap. No. That's <laughs> so gross. <laughs> the next time I go to a cannabis store, why can't I think of the name of it? Also? A dispensary. Uh, dispensary. I'm going to say, I would like an eatable, please. <laughs> One eatable. <laughs> it makes more sense as a word. Yeah. Because it eats right there. Edible. What is that? Where yeah. did that D come from? Yeah. Thanks, 90s comic. Let me tell you about airplane, airplane food, too. Hey. <laughs> So uh, feeling the, f uh, the effects from the uh, the plant there, Marge tries to make it to uh, the bathroom, but uh, is unsure what to do with her arms. So she awkwardly makes uh, she awkwardly makes it there to the ladies' room, where she makes a mistake of looking in the mirror. Her reflection is a great bit of uh, animation there, and then the bloodshot eyes vibrate against the neon lights, reflecting on her face. Yeah, I just really like the way that looked. But I do have a blunder for you, oh, Craig. No. Uh, the close-up of the eyes. Uh... <laughs> Revealed that she has light blue eyes, mm. but in Little Orphan Millie, she has hazel eyes. Boy, I really hope somebody got fired for that blunder. Mm. Well, she's she's high, so maybe like she's just seen something else. Yeah, that's very possible. Yeah. Well, uh, Homer knocks on the door and tries to calm her down, and uh, he tells her that she'll be okay in about two hours, but it'll feel like twelve. <laughs> <laughs> and the uh, couple step outside, and Marja Marge apologizes. Homer accepts, knowing how good she felt being with the pot people. She still feels weird, so Homer offers to feel weird too. He goes to smoke what he assumes is a futuristic joint, but in reality, it's a weed pen. <laughs> when Homer lights the non-doobie, it explodes, and uh, the flames spread to the other ta uh, tables, causing the other pens to also explode. Then an errant flame explodes, uh, shoots to a tank that reads CBD oil, anti-inflammatory, highly flammable. 
which is a nice uh, take on the old flammable inflammable gag mm-hmm. uh the tank explodes and causes the whole resort to go up in smoke hey like cheech and chong yes just then homer's fake son who happens to be a svelte director by the name of kevin smith appears oh man dad what did you do Camp clothes burns like paper. So it's funny. I was watching this episode. I I remember because as we know, this podcast, I'm a Kevin Smith fan. Mm-hmm. Um, like Kevin Smith was like just so excited that he finally got to do a voice on The Simpsons. I remember him like tweeting about it and just you know mm-hmm. so excited. And I forgot about that. I think that's probably one of the reasons why I watched this episode live a year ago. That there was nothing else to watch, but um. <laughs> That throwaway, throwaway line of that of the uh, Homer saying I'm Kevin Smith's d- dad, and there's when Kevin Smith comes in, and is like, oh man, dad. <laughs> I, I give it to Caroline Ohmine for that uh, that uh, that line there. It was great. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. And you have uh, Willie Nelson there as well with the hem clothes <laughs> burning like paper. And then one of the funny things too we didn't play it was Matthew McConaughey's coming out there. Yeah, <laughs> and he declares the events. Uh, they're all wrong, all wrong, all wrong. You know like his uh all right all right but all wrong all wrong wrong there i think it did better uh so uh, uh the firefighters come and they uh put out the flames while uh one intoxicator tries to cheer up another oops be cool cheer up neck face if there's one thing i know it's life is nothing but pain people will always need guys like you and me to get them wasted yeah thanks monster man hallucination your words are uh, a great comfort to me We'll get through it somehow. Well, can I come with you? Monster Man hallucination. <laughs> I thought that was funny. <laughs> Is there a stigma between the uh, drunks and stoners? Oh, yeah. I would like, say that more of the stoners look down upon the drunks. You know, and I always thought it was weird, too, that uh, people smoked pot would give uh, people that smoked like cigarettes like shit. Like, ugh, yeah, smoke cigarettes. You're gross. And then like lit up like a joint <laughs> right and even though it might be slightly healthier than a cigarette it's still you know smoking stuff in your lungs yeah i can't smoke anything because it, it all hurts steve i don't do that uh because i i consume the the edibles yeah me too um back when i used to smoke tobacco uh it because i used to smoke tobacco actually it, uh when i if i were to smoke marijuana not only would it burn but i also would have poor impulse control because I would like want to smoke like I was smoking cigarettes. So I'd probably right. smoke too much too. So yeah, there are better ways out there. I like a tincture. I like an edible. Yeah, it it just it just helps. Yeah, but I do like. Uh, well, you're you're kind of booze free these days, right? Yeah, I mean, I may do one one or one day a week, <laughs> and that's usually when you're at work too. So we... Well, sure, <laughs> just to get through the day. Um, I'm a lover of all things that take your mind off of things. Uh, decriminalize all drugs. Yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah, I mean, we did it here. That's true. That's true. Yeah, here in Portland, everything's legal. Hey, Steve, that was the episode? Well, not quite. So oh. uh, Derek Tatum pops into his convertible, surrounded by a model sipping champagne, while Mo looks down sad. And then in a post-credit scene, Kent Brockman reports on the aftermath of the fire. Let's cut to the newsman now. In reaction to the destructive Dredrick blaze, which also destroyed the sign language monkey sanctuary, the town council has passed an emergency ordinance outlawing the sale of cannabis. Without that tax money, Maggie's pre-education center will have to close. Oh man, they were teaching her Mandarin. Well, it's probably for the best. Even though they say something's not addictive, you can still get hooked. Oh. 
and you don't want that. I actually got to have fun by putting the uh, Google Translate in front of the TV when the Mandarin came up, and it was just sucking, sucking. Nice. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um. Yeah. Hey. Post credit scene. It's like a Marvel movie. That's right. Well, that's the episode then. Alrighty. Well, why don't we take a break and then uh, we'll come back and we'll talk about this thing that we just watched. Hmm. Oh wait. So Homer at the end was uh talking about uh you could be addicted to eating. Right. Cheese balls hmm. specifically. I love a cheese ball in my mouth. Take out cheese and I'm right there with you. <laughs> what do uh you and Melania Trump have in common? I don't know, Craig. What you. Don't want orange balls in your mouth. There you go. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we'll be right back. All right, we're back, Steve. Let's uh, wrap up this pot-filled episode with uh, some of our favorite uh, visual gags, man. All righty. Yeah, maybe Dude. something that we want on a t-shirt or a tattoo or on a bong, man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> how about some quotes? And then uh, we'll just uh, find out uh, what we really thought about this episode and find out what we're watching next week. Sounds wonderful. Man. Man. What do you want to brand? Um, I kind of alluded to it, but I do like the Arkham uh, style uh, po- uh, poster that uh, Mo and Homer made of the uh, the their store, their dirtbag store. Also, mm-hmm. just really like the word dirtbag. <laughs> it really encapsulates what it's supposed to mean really well. Yeah, I think uh, we're a couple of dirtbags. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> yeah, most. Um, I mean, I wouldn't mind a tattoo of Marge's vase with the uh, you know the sailboat on it. That's kind of fun. Maybe we'll combine this the theme of this episode and we'll put a uh, th- there has to be a Simpson sailboat bong, right? Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> uh, what about uh, Homer dressed as a toddler, you know, with his uh, beanie and the <laughs> the smiley face? That's uh, it's kind of like the Nirvana smiley face You're right. logo, right? Yeah. And he does kind of have like, you know, that's probably some of his old uh, sad guys. I was thinking that too. Like, are they combining those episodes? Like, making it oh. <sighs> sad gasm, Steve. I think I want to rescind my uh, visual is going to be Mr. Teeny in that floating chair <laughs> while uh, Sideshow Mel dances around from the uh, Krusty Burger commercial. Anything from the Krusty Burger ad? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe just the visuals of the uh, the burgers <laughs> that they have there, except for the yeah. ranch pudding gross. Ugh. I think it's just the term ranch pudding. Yeah. I think when you make like actual like ranch dip, like mm-hmm. that is pudding consistency. Yeah, it's pretty thick. So could you imagine if like, you know, how Lay's makes like the ranch dip for like the potato chips? Mm-hmm. If they had called it ranch pudding, would people buy it? Probably not. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Try our new ranch pudding. <laughs> now, if Jello makes it. Oh, wait, you, you know what? Ranch pudding. That's what Bill Cosby's cellmate says to him every night. He's like, take my ranch pudding, Bill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you fuck me in the butthole. I gotta think of Camille. And then I receive a cum meal. All right. Hey, that's right. We'll offend Bill Cosby on this podcast. <laughs> Take that, Dr. Cos. You weirdo with a fucking gynecological practice <laughs> in your basement. What the hell, man? And your brownstone in New York. Jeez. It was messed up, Steve. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My visual gag. Uh, well, I'm a huge Kevin Smith fan. Let's just get a, a Kevin Smith uh, Simpsonized version of him on a, on a hockey sweater. That's great. <laughs> I don't think he wears those anymore, though. 
I, he probably they probably don't fit him anymore after he lost a lot of the weight uh due to his uh, heart attack did you guys know he had a heart attack uh that's an inside joke for uh fans of <laughs> john smith because that's all he references for the past couple of years um yeah. he wears like a purple blazer now like joker mm-hmm. i also have to say that the uh anim- uh the animation or the uh the drawing of kevin mm-hmm. like he is wearing the silent bob coat and it's legit like screen accurate that they the colorization and everything yeah it looked white, really good backwards had and like the outline of the oilers old oilers jersey that he would wear but with his logo on it also he's wearing slip-ons and jorts which was funny because uh, billy porter also references otto wearing jorts wearing in the jorts, beginning of the yeah. episode and kevin smith was all about like i only wear jorts that type of thing <laughs> maybe this is the trifecta kevin smith joke was the jorts homer calling himself <laughs> kevin smith's dad and then uh which is that is that kind of meta because you know kevin smith has always said you know simpsons has been like an influence of his comedic writing that's that's true yeah maybe homer is kind of like inspiration for kevin smith there so yeah Hmm. Uh, how about for jokes wise i'll just allude to that 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 was my favorite line reading was maybe it's just because i'm a kevin smith fan i just loved that joke homer said was uh that i was kevin smith's dad and then you know we wait a beat you know like two minutes later and then <laughs> kevin smith's running and dad what did you do i just <laughs> thought that was hilarious it was really funny yeah i also have to give it to uh bart that one line too when marge and homer are arguing and it was just clever that uh, bar's like oh mom and dad are having a drug war i, just, I, I <laughs> love that wordplay i don't know i thought it was great yeah no it was really good and then lenny being that one weird dude at the stoners place those are my 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 favorite things i think yeah i agree with all those i really uh I talked a lot about how much I like Dietrich Tatum, but I really what I'm thinking is I really like Marge in this episode. Mm-hmm. I thought she had some fun lines like the, oh, I ate an eatable. <laughs> yeah, um, she probably is the MVJ, right? Yeah, I think so, because I think that her like paranoia and just trying to like find a place to fit in. Like it's it's I mean, it's kind of a tragic thing because she wants to do she just has some free time. and She doesn't know how to spend it. And so all these classes are awful. And then she ends up doing a job and then she feels guilty about it until she doesn't. I, I like that story. Um, But I think that she's funny when we're talking about, you know, all the references to her, like trying to like the Cheech and Chong's. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was Chong. funny. Yeah, I think that she like she had all the funny lines for me. Uh, but I do like the crusty uh, ad and the uh, stoner pal. The stoner room is just really spot on. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was a, it was a good time. It's funny too, like. I think we talked about before of like the into the spider verse type, like uh, a multiverse thing. Could you imagine if this Marge met 1989 Marge? <laughs> yeah. Early 90s Marge, like early 90s Marge, like be so appalled that like marijuana is legal and, <laughs> and she's tried marijuana now. <laughs> Yeah. But I think that's kind of the interesting thing about this episode is the, the whole stigma. It's just kind of amazing how like we've grown up from growing up like drugs are bad. Dare, you know, that program that doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> it's a gateway drug. Gateway drug. Right. Right. And I love that like mentality of like, oh, they're going to give your kids weed and then they're going to be addicted to heroin. It's like, no, they're not going to give you weed. They want money. <laughs> right. And I've never wanted to try heroin because I smoked a doobie. <laughs> no. <laughs> I've only wanted to try heroin because of uh, Train Spotting. Exactly. Actually, you know, Train Spotting was that one great movie, derailing here, made me not want to try heroin. <laughs> it's funny, Train Spotting derailing. That's pretty good. <laughs> um, there is a, uh, a senator from 
Virginia, who posted two days ago, uh, two years ago, or no, sorry, two days ago on Twitter, we have a drug problem in Virginia, and legalizing marijuana will only lead to more marijuana overdoses and deaths. <laughs> what? She is also one who like applauded uh, the insurrection. <sighs> so uh, yeah, so you can either a smoke pot and uh, eat too much and play a video game, or you can not do pot and try and overthrow the country and be a dipshit. All right. Uh, your final thoughts on this episode? I mean, it's a fun episode. It's fairly light. You know, there's the negative aspect of like Marge or Homer get a job and they do something for a little while until they don't have the job anymore and they go back to normal. Sure, that's there. But I thought that the uh, the treatment of drugs or treatment of marijuana was, you know, very respectful, very interesting. I thought the uh, the uh, guest stars were good. I think that both Chelsea Pretty and uh, Billy Porter you know, they did, didn't like shine, but they were really solid in their roles. And yeah, I think it was enjoyable. I don't know that you need to see it unless you are curious. It's interesting to compare, like we're talking about the stigma of marijuana. Um, if you look at the uh, the way that the Simpsons treated it way back in season 11, what, hmm. what Weekend at Burnsies, where, you know, Homer was given medical marijuana and he just became a burnout. And then, you know, 20 years later, we have this one where it's very kind of pro-pot, even though they do make jokes about being high. But I don't know. Just interesting. Uh, so let's see. Uh, what number do I want to give it? There's an obvious one, but I don't want to do that. That's boring. They'll do that at 420 then, Steve. Okay, yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'm going to say that when uh, Dr. Nick was feeling uh, Dr. Hibbert's uh, bare chest to count heartbeats, he counted 77 heartbeats for whatever reason. And of those 77 heartbeats, I'm going to give this, uh, we'll say a 57 out of 77. All right, that's a solid B. Yeah, that sounds right. I said it earlier in the podcast. I thought that uh, I'm always a fan of like when there is celebrity guests doing a voice and they're not playing themselves. It's always good. And of course, I'll, I know Kevin Smith did the voice of himself, but it was just for like literally one gag. And yeah. It worked. That being said, I also I thought Chelsea Peretti and Billy Porter. I, I love those characters. And I think I'd, I'd actually prefer to see them come back too. Mm hmm. I enjoyed it because I think it's kind of almost like that episode two, maybe from this season or one of our first episodes two, where uh, Homer and Marge are doing like a rideshare. Uh, oh yeah, episode. Um, this episode like very much kind of puts the Simpsons to like modern topics that happen in the real world, and I like that Marge is still a little like put off by the fact that uh, marijuana is legal. I could have said like if it was like a multiverse thing, like 1980s or early 90s March, but like let's try to make this illegal again. Like that would have been her mission, right? Where this is like she's just kind of understanding the culture, and and she does because it's not about like let's get high and like you said, like let's go ahead and what, play video games. But it's not all about that because it does help a lot of people with ailments that modern medicine doesn't help like you can't just take like an advil and get over your depression <laughs> you know that's true i was gonna say like for me i'm a very anxious person yep oh yes yeah, i'm here I, and a it lot really of does help uh calm that anxiety you know? yeah exactly and it's not about like being high it's just right. about being able to like not freak out it's be able to be function yeah um i mean even like uh, like pre-covid like when you know when you still have to like go to get togethers or parties where you're not comfortable because yeah you don't want to embarrass yourself for some reason you think you're going to be like you're going to say the wrong thing because it's it's an anxiety thing but just taking that edge off just like you like sit relax and just be like yeah be be there right but not uh nervously sweat all the time you know that's where yeah hurts. exactly so, you know it helps with that and you get chronic back pain or knee pain whatever mm -hmm. it helps yeah 
I'm always kind of happy that Marge gets center stage in some episodes. Yeah. And she was like an MVJ in this and Homer has some good lines in. You know, Bart and Lisa weren't really in it, but Bart had some good lines, you know, with, like I said earlier, with the uh, drug war line. The, oh, don't forget, Bart also had the cool little uh, swiping away the uh, oh yeah <laughs> dream bubble or whatever. It's a very good episode. It's very solid. Yeah. It's not breaking the bank of like a Lisa on Ice or Lisa the Vegetarian. It's not going to change your life, but I think it's an enjoyable 22 minutes. It, you know, it's better than a uh, Scorpion's Tale. Rock you like a that's right. Um, anyway, so um, I, uh, for my ranking, um, Kevin Smith, like I said, uh, I'm a fan of his. He's currently directed 13 films. Wow. <laughs> that? Impressive. I, don't, I didn't realize there were that many. I mean, I guess there are, but. There's one that's in post-production. There's 14, but I'm not going to count that. Yeah. Out of 13 films, um, I'll give this um, Zach and Miri make a porno huh. out of uh, Clerks 2. That's, uh, yeah, yeah, that tracks. Does that make sense? <laughs> it makes sense to me. I get it. All right. Uh, <laughs> maybe it's because we're a couple of potheads and we like pothead humor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe that's why we like it. All right. Well, let's find out what we're watching next week. Well, to do that, we're going to need that good old wheel of random. All right. Let's give it a spin to see what season we are in. We have season 28. Season 28. All right, let's give that uh, wheel another spin to see what episode we are watching. We got episode 11. Season 28, episode 11. Why, that's Pork and Burns. Mm. Craig, what happens in that episode? Well, according to the internet, Marge Simpson becomes obsessed with the uh, Japanese way of life. Mm. And uh, I guess B-story here, Homer must find a new home for the family uh, pig. Isn't that uh, Spider-Pig? I believe it is, or Plopper, as he's Plopper. also known. Oh, wow. Um, and then Lisa must say goodbye to her uh, saxophone. Oh, no. Was that an A, B, and C story? I guess so. Always be clothing stories. That's right. Uh, it originally aired uh, January 8th, 2017. Hmm. It was uh, written by our good pal, Rob Lezebnik. Ah, good old Robbie. Directed by Matthew Nastuck. I feel like they kind of write and direct, seems like, doesn't it? Yeah, they like especially in like the later 20s, early 30s, they sh- seem to show up a lot as yeah. a pair. Steve, uh, do you remember this episode? I do not. Neither. But I guess hmm. it'd be fun to fee- see a, a plopper there. Yeah, that's cool. And, you know, uh, Marge is turning Japanese. I really think so. All right, well, uh, hopefully you're enthusiastic like we are to watch this episode <laughs> for next week. Until then, you can go and check us out on our um, uh, social medias, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at 138Simpsons. And if you want to wear a shirt with our logo on it or something else from an episode, you go to our tpublic.com slash user slash annoyed grunt boys for some swag, as the kids like to say. That's right. And you can always email us at 138simpsons at gmail.com. And if you're so kind, go to your favorite pod catching up and leave us five stars or the equivalent. And you can write a review, but you don't need to write a real review. You can just ask us a question or uh, make a funny emoji statement or uh, (laughs) tell us about how you like to consume your marijuana. For this week, I've been half an annoyed grunt boy, Craig. And I've been your other half annoyed grunt boy, Steve. And remember, keep smoking the doobie, man. Cabana boy health. We're dumb. Yeah. Yeah.
I said I was Kevin Smith's father. Oh, man, Dad, what did you do? 